We are rolling. We're rolling. <laughs> Big Bear, what was that sound? I farted. Moo. Mm -hmm. Time to give this a try. <laughs> Very carbonated, huh? Not bad. Right. Like, it's definitely bitter, but not in a way that I can't accept it. Is it smooth? Really? Oh, I'm sorry. Doesn't remind me of beer. Good, because I don't like the beer taste. Me. No, I can't do it. Funny, 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 funny. Oh. All right, we'll try something else. Yeah. I just can't. I just can't stand the alcohol taste. Yeah, same. But it's like I don't know. Maybe if you get get past it, maybe it's just one of the things where acquired you just taste, acquired taste, and you try it and you get get really into it. I don't know. Mm. But I'm willing to give it a little bit more try because, like I said, if so many people are doing it, maybe there is something worth exploring into. I wish there was always like an entryway, like something universal something good that you're like okay i could dabble my feet into this yeah, and see if i right? like it all the good ones That's are it. either yeah overpriced to get into like if you want something really high quality it's overpriced to get into and you're unwilling to spend that kind of price because you don't know what it kind of benefits you don't know bring. what to expect so you go for the cheaper yeah. deal yeah oh so in this instance is like headphones right yeah entry level headphones is at least above 200 hmm Right. You can get the MTX50, but like, that's, that's all right. I think still for me personally. Entry-level popcorn. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> popcorn, this is like. It's affordable. It's affordable. It's a lot healthier for you than all the artificial processed crap. I was like, if you want to make it healthier, just skip the buttery oil kind of thing. Well, we have real butter in this. No, not quite. What is it? It's fake butter? I forgot. It was like palm oil or like sunflower Ooh, oil. Okay. So it's definitely not good still. Not the healthiest, but it still tastes pretty similar. I, I wonder if we could just make good popcorn that you just pop and you just add your own butter. Like the old-fashioned way. Maybe that's really good. I'm going to buy bulk popcorn. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> we, we have the nice salt. We have the nice butter. Yeah. All they have to do is provide the right popcorn. Right. Yeah. Have you looked into... um? The heirloom popcorn, supposedly those are better because it has less less kernels or like less unpopped kernels. And then it's softer, so you never have that like nasty shit in your teeth, the kernel bits. What does it mean by heirloom anyways? Like I always hear heirloom tomatoes and like heirloom, um, I don't know, let's say eggplant. And... I'm, I'm guessing it's the most natural form of that vegetable. Yeah. To me, it sounds like organic and all the way like primitive state of whatever that is. I think primitive because I think there was it's, like something it's called... never there's no selective breeding. Yeah. So it means that whatever you're eating is probably back from like ancient thousands of years ago. Yeah. Right. Because like for example, we're talking about ancient wheat, ancient grain, like heirloom grain. Then yeah. you. It's it's the kind of wheat that we don't even have anymore on the markets. You can't even buy it in most places, like einkorn. Amazon. Yeah, Amazon, Whole Foods. Yeah, but in most places, you don't even have it because I don't think most people even realize the kind of wheat that we have today has been selectively breeded so many times. It's not no longer considered the same strain of gluten that the ancient grain has. That's einkorn. Well, we, I have yet we to try it. We haven't made it yet. Not yet. I do want to make it because it's going to be interesting. Because you said it's still like, it's still whole. It's not grounded. No, but we can just toss it into the blender and mill it ourselves, which is not hard. The problem is actually like taking the time to invest into bread making, which I want to do just because it's something I could be passionate about. But considering how many things I am passionate about recently, I, I, <sighs> I don't have the time or the capacity. No. God, these popcorn is so good. Mm. <laughs> this is like watching a movie, but I'm. But I like this. But I'm looking at my bear instead. This is awesome. No, this is great. Like, this is what is more becoming more and more resemblant of our actual bear bondings. Yeah, kind because of. Because we're just really relaxing and just having fun, 
and eating our popcorn and talking to one another and yeah. listening to music, right? Yeah. 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 Speaking of which, I like how we totally just changed our day's direction. So we were supposed to go to the to the supermarket. But we decided, fuck you, because we got lost in such a good conversation. So we decided to say... Another good conversation comes yeah. up. So, so it's like, yeah. I'm just going to hash it out again. Yeah. So that's why today is actually a Saturday instead of the Sunday that we normally do a podcast. Because it just felt right. And we were in a, such a good flow and conversation. We thought, just extend the damn thing. And plus, we're getting better at our system. So it's like, we feel like we're saving a lot of time and we're we being do. more productive. Aren't you glad that we started having systems in place? Yeah. Yeah. We started yeah. our day at 545. Yeah. So, doing our so by systems, we really mean putting together a set of rules that you have for a particular aspect in your life, which mm -hmm. means at nighttime, because there are many things to prepare for to go to bed, we have to close the blinds because my neighbor has motion detective li detection lights on, which turns on all the damn time. Yeah. And um, we have... We want to set our clothes out that we're going to wear the next day. We have our supplements ready. And all of that's so brushing our teeth, setting up the coffee. So we now have a system where either of us have our own task so that we focus on those. And when we're done, we know everything is taken care of the next day when we wake up. And that's helped a lot with the stress and not having to think about what, what you need. Yeah. Right? Basically, to cut it short, we have our... Uh, ritual mornings and nights but afternoon is left entirely to us to do the work yep. and because we are getting pretty good at that and we say we did a lot today we just more relaxed i guess and then when you're more relaxed you could talk about because things are more but, predictable you're you not know. constantly looking at the watch constantly worried about what's happening next you know and no. you don't lose your focus as often which is great i can only lose my focus on you Oh, so pretty. I like to say something romantic. <laughs> my mouth is full of popcorn. <laughs> my hands are greasy from the popcorn. And so the only thing I will say is I am really enjoying this popcorn. <laughs> For sure. Hmm. So anyways. So we were talking about um, kind of like the... Marriage. Not cool. Sex. No. Love. No. How? Oh, man. It always be a part of the conversation. No, oh, man. I see where this is going. <laughs> but more about, like, the boundaries of gender or sex, I guess. And how it's, how it's changed and impacted us and how we see it differently. So, we'll start off with, we'll start with you. All right. I am a man. Yes, you were a man. I am identified by he, are you, him. Are you glad to be a man? <laughs> I wouldn't say glad or not. Sometimes, sometimes, admittingly, interestingly, I have thought, what would it feel like to be a woman? <laughs> you know, Actually, just, I had, just be I like, just similar... be like, man, when I when I when I look at you every every morning, like when I see you just pose in front of the mirror because you're so proud of your workouts, which you should be, <laughs> and I'm like, man, I wish. I wish I could feel like as sexy as that, but maybe my definition of sexiness has been kind of brainwashed by society and media in order to look a certain way so that I think, I think men, well, not, I do believe men can be sexy. I don't believe that I can be sexy because if I pretend to be sexy, I'm like, she's just going to laugh at me. And it's like more <laughs> of a, I don't mind. It's like more of an inside joke for me. Like my confidence is not based on my sexiness. So I don't, it doesn't affect me in, my my self esteem no. at the slightest. No, I I like you for for your my charm, my handsomeness, my my beautiful eyes. Exactly, my... but I think on top of all that is how you think and how much knowledge you have. That is just so interesting and so so different from everybody else. Thank you. But I also don't feel like I'm that special because knowing what we know about their human brain and its plasticity, how how much we can mold our brains into shaping the reality we want. Yeah. It's really not that impressive unless you spend your time on it, right? Mm. It's like this. Most people drive. They're more or less become pretty fucking good drivers. Yeah. People are good at their video games. They're good at turning on the remote to know what channels they want. 
they're good at listening to certain kinds of music, right? It's the same thing. If you practice something enough, you improve in that aspect. That holds true for every part of life. Mm. So I think that, I think it's just the fact that I, I built the awareness to realize how I think is more or less determined by society back then. Yeah. And so now I realize if I can shape those thoughts into something that's more productive, then that's better. Yeah. Right? Would you say you were feeling more like insecure younger? Because, I mean, right now you've developed your mindset to the state. and Oh, I was majorly, I was really majorly insecure. And if there's anything that we've talked about recently in the past few weeks, it was really me finally feeling ready for the first time in my life to, to have babies <laughs> to <laughs> to um <laughs> really embrace those vulnerabilities and come clean to you right yeah and it is something that i was like it, in a way it's fucking scary to feel that kind of vulnerability. It is insane. I've never felt that kind of vulnerability ever. Yeah, I was going to say that out of everyone I know, you have been the most vulnerable uh, guy. Well, that's because like I'm with you all the time. We could share these things. Yeah, I only and... share it with you. Like, yeah. I'm not going to go up to a guy and be like, <laughs> you're like, oh, my life, I don't like this part of my life. Like, no. And he'll be like, why are you crying, little boy? Yeah. <laughs> That just sounds like this. We just gave me this like weird scenario story <laughs> that let's not go there. But anyways, um, sorry, it just kind of crossed my mind. But <laughs> yeah, but you you've been super transparent with your feelings and emotions, which I think a lot of guys don't really share that side of them. Well, I, I'm pretty sure they do have that side of them, but they choose not well, to so that's so that's where it's interesting because we talked yeah. about this gender thing right yeah like i applaud that women are developing a stronger voice i admire i love that women have the ability and the awareness to know that they are strong and can be equal yeah. to men and it's a very empowering and i love that right yeah. especially for you because i love to see you get better at things i love to see you proud of the achievements you made Thanks, my right? dear. So it's, I like that aspect, and I believe women have it. But at the same time, I do believe that sometimes we forget from a man's point of view, which yeah. is what are the struggles that they deal with, is because it's kind of like a unwritten, passed down rule that as a guy, you need to be tough. As a guy, you need to man up. They say, man up, right? It's like, oh, I broke my foot. Stop crying. Man up. Like, there's no emotional cushioning for men when they do a particular activity but women are in that sense allowed to cry it out and show their emotions yeah which i think is in a way very damaging to a guy is because if you've grown up your entire life based on these stereotypes that you're expected of you even if you were feeling a certain way even if you were feeling gay right People who are bi-curious or bisexual, they would have a really hard time coming out. <laughs> Getting out of the closet kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, exactly. And if there's so much stigma behind it, it's because everyone's against you. It's you coming up, going against everything you know. You and against have the norm. From. Right, exactly. Yeah. And so that vulnerability is fucking terrifying. But in the same sense, even if you were not gay or bisexual or whatnot, then you uh, then what about your other feelings? Like if you were just feeling a lot of pain because of a uh, terrible loss that happened in your life, if you're feeling insecure because of work, if you were like me, always constantly worried about how the future is going to be worrying, have, being anxious about the future, right? If you were, I don't know, like it can get pretty dark and deep. And I've shared some of these with you. Um, oh, yeah. An example is an example is like, just, just, I remember how, how painful it felt when um, you used to go on these dates. And this was when we were not together. This was when we were not yeah. together. And we did not think that things could work out between us because simply 
we had so much emotional baggage and we had so much obligations and yeah. stuff. And we weren't ready for each other. I pretty much was trying to get over my my he who should not be named. Yeah, relationship. Ex, and, yeah. And, yeah, and for me, it was like I wanted to focus on d discovering who I was. So yeah. it wasn't at the point where we were ready for a relationship. Not quite. But I ended up thinking like, I have to be strong and be a man. and I never be a man. So I never really talked about it. But every mm -hmm. time you would go on these dates and I knowing you, the more time you spend on these dates, the more successful your potential date would be because why, why then otherwise would you spend a lot of time there? Right. And so I would look at my, I would text you like during your date or whatever. And then, I would look at when you responded and if it's like over three hours then I had this, I felt this crushing pain, this, it, w it, it was so bad for me, but I kept thinking How like that. How bad is it compared to, let's say, um, like a heartbreak? It's like a heartbreak. It's like my heart oh, was it? breaking every single <laughs> Jesus, time. That, really. that, that hurts like, a not, lot. Okay, not to that extent because oh. a heartbreak is really defined by the number of memories that you have with a person, right? So the less memories you have with a person, then the less likely like eventually time heals all yeah but yeah. it was it was pretty painful and it made me into like someone that i wasn't happy about which was like i i kept hoping that you wouldn't find the person that, which is <laughs> that that my days would fail yeah which is <laughs> fucking selfish of me every but, every human being selfish to extent of relationships of wanting something wh from that which, partner. which is really also interesting if we explore that because yes selfishness people are like oh they throw it out as if it's a stigma but to a certain extent everything you do in life it has to come from a point of selfishness the fact that people get into a relationship it's not because they they just like that person what they really like is the image of how they would look like with that person by their side I think part of it comes right? with like that's social, a huge, social yeah, standing. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. a huge part of it. It's yeah. like, it's how I would feel with that person. It's really based around you because if you're not happy with that person, then why would you be in that relationship? And you aren't. That's why breakups happen. That's why divorces happen. So it all comes from a selfish standpoint. And it is through these selfish mm -hmm. standpoints and you realize what really, and this is me going on territory that I am not an expert at. So forgive me if I'm saying anything that's offending or whatever, but it's like maybe that is what love is because it is the idea that you are selfish but are willing to give up on that selfishness even though you've been doing it your entire life and the reason why you got into that relationship. Mm. But you get rid of that to make a sacrifice, to give to the other person is because you get greater rewards and happiness seeing the other person happy over your own sacrifices. Yeah. And that is maybe what love is, is because you're giving in a vulnerable manner. Yeah. And that's why I think vulnerability ties a huge role into furthering a relationship and who you are emotionally as a person, which is why I became a lot more vulnerable. And I told you these things, even though like it's years have been passed and I kind of more, more or less like, yeah, forgotten about it, especially because we're together now. It's been like what, a couple years A couple now. years. But, yeah. but it was that fact like, Oh, it dug at me, and and I just I don't remember even how it came up, but it just came out, and I was like, yeah, I want it. So whenever I think about these kind of situations now, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna remember to tell you about it. And at first, I thought it was gonna be useless, and I'm like, why do I want to put myself through so much vulnerability and possible pain? But when I realized how supportive you were, that strengthened my resolve to be in this relationship so much more because i felt like i could completely trust you a hundred percent judgment free that no one else no other creature on this planet other than my dog has ever given me because you can never do, th do anything wrong what in your about dog's your eyes. chicken daughter she doesn't like me she likes you she just pecks and eats all day long and sleeps <laughs> that's well her it's way like of, a dog that's okay. her way of showing love yeah sure <laughs> but um yeah i'm i'm glad that you opened up about that because i had no idea and it's been like years since you know we really seriously started a date and um i i knew you didn't like me going on dates like i kind of had i felt that vibe 
And I, yeah, of I could, course. And I could kind of understand right. from your point of view because you're just like, oh man, like, you know, what are my chances, you know? But no. um, about like how long I was on the date, I know the longer I was on there, like for hours, maybe like three, yeah. four hours. You the spent more you a get ridiculous worried. amount of time on those dates. Like, you did it because you were too, um, too nice to not say no. <laughs> and I was like. That is a terrible excuse. Okay, like, okay. Let me explain further okay. on to why I, I made my dates over at least an hour long. And this is because when I started dating and you know I was trying to be serious about it, I really wanted to find somebody who could be, you know, loving and compassionate just like I was. And, you know, more importantly was giving because um, he back then just – wasn't as giving in the right way like it was always like oh here's a here's like an expensive hermes purse or um lv purse but then everything else was like more selfish and for him kind of thing so um uh yeah and so I was, I was trying to look for somebody who was more more giving and the thing is i at that point wasn't good at observing people and trying to understand their character because my ability to look at the body cues and like the way they talk and everything just like communication of the body i did not understand that so what i could only get from was what they were saying and who they were by how they described themselves that was my best way of judging them you know to like what kind of person they were and that's why it took me longer because I had to really ask a lot of questions and then I really wanted to get to know them more. And so this would take hours and hours in. You never had a problem with me like that? No. Uh, I felt like our hours just flew by like crazy. Like that was nice. Yeah. We never had a awkward pause in our, in our conversation. No, not really. And back then, awkward pause for me was a bad sign because if there was an awkward pause, to me that meant like, oh, we're not really compatible because... If you're compatible, you would keep going on and on with the conversation, and it'll be fun, and it'll be interesting and engaging. Although, now that I think about it, it's more likely that you simply, like, when a person finds that it's awkward, they simply haven't figured out how to make the conversation flow in their direction. Yeah, and I think I had that problem, too. Yeah. But my mindset was like, oh, we're not we're it, not compatible. Yeah, it's wrong. It's They're but, wrong, not I'm not me. No, no, it's more right. like, it was more like, now that I think about it, it's more like my fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I didn't yeah, really know much. Yeah. I didn't have much topics to yeah. talk about. No. And then, obviously, if you don't have many topics to talk about, and the same person also doesn't have that much, you'll have a lot of dead silences. It won't be a good conversation. Yeah. And you're probably thinking, okay, we're not, we're, we're not really compatible. We're not, we shouldn't be in a relationship. So, the, so that's why, like, I really love the fact that now, we're taking responsibility for our own faults. So taking taking complete ownership means that, sure, whatever happened may not be your fault and it may not be something you wanted. You get into a car accident and you have a broken leg or a broken arm. And it sucks because it's going to take you a while to recover. You mm. can't go walk. You can't go to the gym. You can't eat properly. Whatever, right? But the responsibility is on you to then determine how you want to live that part of your life. Yes. If you're always going to play the victim and say, oh, my God, I can't do anything because of my arm. If you always think from a standpoint where you're disadvantaged, that's in effectively your life. Yeah. And if handicapped people were like that, like you see, that's why I think it's so inspiring when someone who is an amputee and they go on top of the world and they're like, nothing can stop me. There's a really good, uh, good story that I think was in the James Clare Atomic Habits book where he talked about how one guy was handicapped in a wheelchair and when he was asked he was asked um oh don't doesn't it suck to know that you can never get out of your chair like you can't walk like you have no freedom and then the guy's like what do you mean this wheelchair liberated me because if i weren't in a wheelchair i'd be at home all day in bed just like bed moping and bedridden right yeah. and i was like that hits so true I was because like, yeah that that's right? such an optimistic way of yeah because it. a lot of people we think, oh my God, this is happening to me. I'm born in this situation. I have this and that fall. I'm not as pretty. I'm not as smart. But that's the thing. You, it's simply your way of looking at reality. 
you can you can change all of that by your perspective so if you take ownership and you say what and you don't say what are the things that suck but rather say how do i improve from the things that suck mm-hmm. you know yeah and then moving on from your past and going from there so either how can i improve what i suck at or what can i where can i work on my strengths yeah yeah because that's also pretty powerful that's why on our journal now um when we write our journal we started this we started really organizing it and i think we finally got to a point where it's pretty fucking good which is we have question prompts that we ask and then the first one is what is one thing you're proud of today because it's so important to set the tone of how you felt and you always want to feel empowered. You always want to feel like you've done something that's moving towards your fulfillment in life. Yeah. Right. So what is one thing you're proud of? What are two things that you would have done differently today and why? Mm. And that is key is because it makes you look at something and not say this is a problem, but rather how you're going to move forward from it and change it. Yeah. So... An example could be, you know, if um, something small, like like like, if the toilet seat is always up because um, my dad uses the toilet seat up, then I have to have a system and tell him and be like, hey, can you leave it down or whatever and just set it and like even at the risk of confronting and making that change. Instead of just say, oh, my God, it's so annoying. And then talk to him through it so he understands where my perspective is because I say, you know, I'm the one who has to clean it. And I don't mind cleaning it, but it would save me a lot of trouble and hassle and it would make it a lot more enjoyable for me to clean it. So I actually have a a big question on that, actually. So you know how, like, guys usually leave the toilet seat open because that's the way they, they pee? Do they do it because they were taught to do that and that was the right way? Yeah, they were used to it. Or, and they're, they're normally used to it now. Or was it because it's actually um, something that's a lot easier for them, like like a personal? Well, it's definitely easier to just stand in front of a toilet and pee, mm. right? And in most many places, there are still urinals. And so when you have a urinal, you're just used to standing up and peeing because it's quick, it's efficient, this is what I'm doing. And so you've developed this habit and you continuously do it. Is Eagle tied along with the peeing up, up standing upright? Uh, possibly. I think like... Because I, I don't know. I I'd... think, I think <laughs> I've heard someone say like, I don't sit down because I'm not a woman. So Something like that, yeah. Maybe to them, they have their masculinity tied to the act of not sitting down. Mm. which you know i understand people have different views about it but for me personally i'm i take a more productive approach which is the smell eventually bothers me (laughs) because you have a sensitive nose i have a sensitive nose and if no one's gonna fucking do anything about it because who wants to fucking clean the toilet no one well here's the thing usually like, like both the guy and the girl use the toilet Right. But who's the one that usually cleans it? The girl. So that's absolutely so, unfair. So I yeah. I started cleaning it more and I started taking initiative and I'm like, this is pretty fucking disgusting. Right? Just just because that smell bugs you more. Yeah. And and so that <laughs> but but that is exactly why I'm like, if it bugs me, it probably bugs you. It probably bugs everyone else in my house. And by doing that, not only is it a win for myself, but it's a win for everyone in the family. And that is what I think is actually being manly is because you're doing something not just for your selfish sake, but giving back to your family in a way where they, you know that they'd appreciate it, even if they don't say anything about it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's like doing the little things. Like, for example, um, my dad was in a rush to take my mom to her testing site because uh, not, not, not COVID, but like she actually has a... A, uh, she's been studying for her license for her uh, psychiatry. So she's taking the actual test for it. And she's big been studying test. weeks and weeks and months and months. And this is finally the big day. So my dad's driving her to San Francisco to the testing center and then going to take her. And he was in such a rush that I noticed. And I immediately just made my dad a, 
a batch of fresh coffee. Oh, I put so it nice. in, into his thermos. That's why we were waiting while he was he drinking didn't, the popcorn. He didn't drink any at all? He didn't realize. I didn't even say anything because I just put it in the car so that I know when he's relaxed and when he's calming down and he's ready, then he's like, ah, this is nice. And those gestures where he discovers things on its own without me like saying, hey, look, dad, I made this for you. Like, you don't <laughs> have to put it in his face yeah. because you're not, when you're giving, there's a different, and this is what I like, the example between nice and kind. When you're nice, you're nice is because you want something in return. You want the attention. You want to feel nice. You want to say that they treat you nicely or you treat them nicely. But when you're kind, you don't ask for recognition. You just do things because of the sake of your own goodwill, like you feel good about doing it, mm, right? I you see. donate without people asking, oh, did you donate? You do the right things that you feel good about, which in my case is cleaning the damn toilet mm. because I know nobody else is going to clean it. I know it bugs you. I know it bugs my mom. And if my dad has such a masculinity problem and says, like, I don't want to be like a girl because I'm, I, this is how I've been doing all my life. I don't want to change now. Then I don't play the victim and, and keep bugging him and be like, you suck. Why don't you? I hate this. And be like, oh, my God, I can't live here. I just fucking clean it. Right. This is where I man up. But of course, I do believe in this is where you're vulnerable and explain to your dad and say, that must look. be really hard, actually, to right. talk about these kinds of topics. With no, your dad. It, it is, especially because how do you bring up a situation to someone without making them feel embarrassed? Well, not just that, but guilty? you're like, it's a guide to guiding. It's like you're trying to be transparent about your feelings and emotions. How do you like approach that? The trick is. Just to do it because you can <laughs> okay. You can never prepare yourself for vulnerability, right? How do you ever – okay, unless you keep doing it and you exercise that muscle, but you've got to start somewhere. You've got to be vulnerable. You've got to ask that girl out on a first date. You've got to start doing the things you don't want. you got to start talking about your feelings. If you have problems, you've got to go to therapy. You've got to start somewhere by being vulnerable. I still think a lot of guys have uh... – it's hard to express it because, because I'm not sure like why that's so. Cause I mean, for you, it took you a few years to finally open up to these kinds of, you know, topics like, Oh, I, think, I, I think I, through the, I think through the, through the trials that we've been through the arguments and the many, many conversations that we've had with one another that because we've grown so much and you've grown alongside of me, I know exactly the kind of person you are. Hmm. So through that, I can trust you, right? Yeah. It's like how, it's like this. Someone on the street asks you for $1,000. And they'd be like, I promise I'm going to give it back. Versus your friend who is like, I need $1,000. I'm going to promise I'll bring it back. Who are you going to trust? You're going to trust your friend because most likely through that period of time that you've known your threat, for your friend, you can more or less guarantee that you're going to get that money back. So you know their qualities. You know their better. quality, right? Yeah. So... More or less the same way. Although mm -hmm. there are friends who do let you down and you do lose your money, then that's a lesson in itself. Like, you can look at it positively. Be like, now you know what kind of friends they are. Yeah, for right? sure. For sure. So. Yeah. But what do you think about the whole thing, like, in terms of being vulnerable as a woman? I honestly think it's very natural for me to express but, my but, feelings and thoughts. Uh, uh, like I'm talking about, okay, there's different spectrums of it. Right. Right. So I, for example, if I'm on my, on my dates, I will openly tell them like, oh yeah, like I, I just got over uh, my, my heartbreak and I just want to start a new, a fresh with a new life. And, um, you know, if they asked for it, I, I would tell them about, like, my past and just everything. But here's the thing. Is that really being vulnerable or is that being transparent? A little bit of both. But I think maybe more transparent but less vulnerable. Is it because vulnerable you feel like you might get threatened or hurt? Yes. I see. Right? And you have to use courage to know that even in fear of being hurt. You're going to proceed with doing it anyways because it's better. You get something out of it. Okay. Well, in that case of your definition, then I was most likely being transparent. Right. And just because vulnerability would be like. 
something like that bothers you and then you want to kind of um you're afraid say you're it. afraid you're going to be judged on yeah so for example if you go on a date and you're like you know i'm really hoping this date turns out well yeah because my past 20 dates were shit <laughs> and, and like, and not to give the guy any pressure, but <laughs> give but, him like pressure but, and like the but, creeps. But like, that oh is, God. but that is like being vulnerable. Is like saying you feel uncomfortable saying it is because you feel embarrassed that you were so unsuccessful in these dates. Uh, right? Yeah. Unless you feel good about it, then it's not being vulnerable. Unless you find it as a source of joy, like ha, huh? which yeah. you didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I I guess it was harder for me to be a little bit more vulnerable then compared it's to hard for being everyone. So, for example, I um that first first year that we were living together yeah. and that was in like in Southeast Asia. Uh, I you remember farted. <laughs> no, that was, that was afterwards actually. <laughs> but before that, I remember we were living in a one bed, one bath, uh, apartment. Yeah. And this was in Vietnam. Right. And then I think, uh, you were using the bathroom. I think you were going number two. And then, cause we just finished eating dinner. So it's like, Oh, got to unload everything. And then I, I thought I was okay. Like, everything was fine. But suddenly, like, my stomach started getting really rumbly. And I was like, oh, God, I hope that's not what it is. Because that kind of feeling is the equivalent of me going, like, oh, shit. I need to go in about two minutes. Or, no, not even two minutes. Like, maybe, like, 30, 30 seconds. seconds. 30 seconds. Or I will, like, crap all over my pants. Like, <laughs> really bad. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, man, I'll, I'll just try to wait and hold it so i was like closing my eyes i was squatting on the ground i was like Ugh. and then i tried and to see, like you weren't you weren't even vulnerable enough to knock on the bathroom no, and ask not, me not yet because i was like no because you were embarrassed yeah that is being you, vulnerable cause, cause you were going number two and i didn't want to how do you know you. i was going number two because you took a long time maybe no. i was maybe i was sitting there listening to music <laughs> I don't, please can i enjoy my alone time in the bathroom i don't know you could do this someplace else but but i was just like holding it and i was like one minute passed and i'm like uh and i was like two minutes passed i'm like okay i can't take this anymore because you were still in the bathroom i don't hear any flushing or any like uh pulling of the toilet paper so then i just grabbed this plastic bag in the kitchen and i go into like our uh, another room and then i just used that you try to shit into the bag <laughs> yeah yeah so that i just relieved myself and so i love that you're being transparent about this <laughs> on a podcast your no mom problem. is probably like oh my god tiffany what are you doing why are you sharing Dude, all of I'm this i'm sure everyone has had one incident of this before yeah right. like it's like, either it's either you pee in a bottle you store your pee in a bottle you uh, like well, shit on the side of a of a park yeah especially with someone that you're like just really getting to know and you haven't shared every transparent thing about your life you know yeah yeah and so like after i i do my thing i'm like suddenly i have this wave of embarrassment i'm like oh god like i can't hide this obviously the room stinks and then like and then like i have the bag and so which is worse i <laughs> farted or i just shat in the bag while you were in the bathroom well knowing knowing my my mindset back then both of them were pretty embarrassing so it's like they're both equally on par yeah. and and then it was only to that point where i was like okay gotta woman up and just i remember you're so embarrassed when you told dude, me i was and i was so so afraid of what you were gonna yeah, think like, of me like i was like um bear i have to tell you something but um uh i kind of shit you cheated on me you piece of <laughs> shit <laughs> like, Get it? I, I kind of couldn't hold myself uh and i had to go poo in the back and then and then good thing you did not like no make fun here's, of here's me the thing do anything here's the thing it, i actually yeah. thought it was fucking humorous you and i wanted was... to fucking laugh <laughs> but <sighs> this is where i'm i'm glad and grateful that i had the awareness and the appreciativeness or i had the understanding back then to realize the state oh. you were in and so i didn't judge you even though you were vulnerable so i decided to hold back the laughter and says like don't worry about it i know you were super like comforting and be like, yeah, you know, it's no big deal. Right? Like very laid back, relaxed. And I'm like, Ooh, had you gone off the other direction and you're like, Oh, you like, you took a shit. You'll be and... forever embarrassed. Yeah. And, and I, 
Yeah. It, it, and it, almost, it would almost like lose that trust almost. And, and it'll always forever be a trauma because you'll never feel as if you can actually tell me things. Yeah, so next right? time I have that problem, I'll be like, okay, I'm not telling yeah, you Yeah, or even time. something similar, and then it just, yeah. you build that gap over time. Yeah, that was so embarrassing, but I'm glad you took it very lightly and just not a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Whew. So that kind of told me like, yep, we are compatible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, like, but, um, but, like, but like I said, like, I was just like, why did you just tell me? Like, please don't ever do that again. It's a little weird. Yeah, you're like, please just tell me. Like, knock on the bathroom yeah, door. Yeah, just, just do it. Like, I'll get up and then I'll, like, clean up ASAP. And then you can just jump into it. Yeah, thanks, Maid Bear. No problem. Oh, but that was that was so embarrassing. And I was that was probably, like, one of my very vulnerable states. And I, I was, remember. Like, super embarrassed. But... Yeah, see, oh, it's these kind it of... Been. Yeah. It's kind of these kind of trials where... We have these vulnerabilities, so we know how the other person is going to react. Yeah. And I think that's how you also know, like, the other person is going to take care of you in the situations where you need it the most, right? Yeah. It's because... So I guess if that's someone... what you feel, too, when you try to tell me something vulnerable. and I'm Yeah, because it, it's like, I don't know what can happen. And if your awareness isn't enough, you can say things that's sensitive. Which is like I told you, like yeah. I had this, I had this dream, this amazing dream that I was like, oh god, I think this is my life's calling. Mm-hmm. I think this is something that I would want to do. It is probably the biggest life goal that I have, and I really want to work towards it. I'm gonna start doing it. And I told you about it, but I was so scared that if you just laughed and you couldn't see it, and you're like, oh, this sucks. This is kind of crappy. Whatever, it would totally ruin me. I don't. I don't remember like how I looked during that point. Well, the first time when I briefly mentioned something, you were like, "Huh, how's that gonna work?" <laughs> and and but but I didn't go into detail, and so I was like, "Because of that <clears throat> response." Yeah, and then um, because I didn't want to be in a state where I was so let down and be like, "Dude, this is something that is like my life stream." And if you fucking just go there and you're the person I trust most and I care about most, and you're telling me this is stupid, I don't fucking care about it, then it's like ouch right yeah the thing is because you gave me very few details i know i, I know I, like i told you i could not imagine or visualize what you were thinking because it was just 10 percent of probably what you had in your mind yeah which so. which is why if you want to be vulnerable you got to go through not half-ass it and go through with it all the way is because at the very end of it the good news is this you'll know who that person is yeah right yeah. And so I decided to take the plunge and tell you again. And this time you were so, so supportive. And you you're gave like, me the whole picture. And after you told me that, I was like, holy shit. I can't believe you even thought of that whole idea. Right. It's insane. Like, yeah. I've never heard such That's a why it's my life's dream and life's goal. It's yeah, insanely monumental. Ever heard. Jesus. Yeah. It's a very interesting one, too. Thank but you. Well, we'll not discuss it here because yeah. we're still we're still working it out yeah it's something that i really want to aim for maximum impact which is when i do it which i'm in the process of but it's one of the biggest goals i have ever heard of anyone even like the biggest influencers out there yeah because it's because and, I ever heard. and because this is like a calling right it's different from like just like a goal it's more like my life's direction that i want to head towards because i fully believe in it yeah. and i'm fully fully committed towards it yeah so that's the difference i guess yeah thanks but for thanks for telling me again thanks for allowing me to be vulnerable yeah i guess see to me like i never i guess i take for granted like what guys are feeling or thinking and that sometimes if they really want to express something really deep down I that they're most guys like, never yeah that they're kind of sensitive about like maybe i because not many guys have done that it just doesn't come naturally to me and so i kind of take it like I, not so seriously i don't think it's natural for guys to do it is because of how our society treats vulnerability yeah right like guys are not supposed to be as emotional i guess i don't know hmm. so it really sucks is because you kind of lose sense of who you are in the emotional sense as a male in today's modern society you don't get to talk about how you feel you don't get to talk about like love and relationships and like stuff that actually help you thrive as a human being and part of what you're entitled to and have every right to experience yeah so i mean um okay I, i know that i'm 
pretty transparent and very open now. Yes. A lot more open than before. Yes. But sometimes it still shocks me to, and like you know, don't don't feel like any judgment by this, but it still shocks me to see, um, you know, a guy cry. Like, cause I I seldom see that, and so when when I see a guy cry, it it it's more it's more tear breaking because. See, I normally don't cry, and like I think before this year, I would never. It's just because of something my dad said when I was growing up as a kid. He was like. Real men don't cry. Yeah, and honestly, yeah, I don't. I'm not like, oh, I watch Lion King and I'm fucking sobbing my tears <laughs> out. Like, like, it doesn't really happen to me. It's only when we hit a really no, no, fucking. You, you got to watch Titanic to feel that effect. Sure. <laughs> right. It, it, it's like if we really fucking get into something that I'm very vulnerable, which happens more often than not now, because I've cut so many things from my life, meaning that. I cut away a lot of the worries that I've had. I've cut away things that don't matter. I really try to optimize my thoughts. I always try to elevate my thinking, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and and do everything in my power to have better days and better moods and everything. And you and also know what's important to you I know and important, how little right. time you have. Right. Yeah. So I don't deal with the tiny stuff. Like, I, I don't care if there is gossip. I don't care... Who had a, whose kid has a baby who had a divorce? Like none of that shit matters to me. I don't care what my neighbors do. Like none of that bothers me. What right? do you care about? I care about human potential in everyone. Mm-hmm. I care about being able to inspire people to live simply better lives because everyone deserves it. Like living the life that I do. Not that I'm an expert at it, but given how content I am, and given that I am in in the company of people that I care most, like my parents, your parents, friends, family, like relatives, I can see that all of them could be living life to a better potential. Yeah, I think right? so too. And as someone who loves them, I want them to have that potential as well. Yeah. Which is why, but I've also realized that no one gives a fucking shit whatever you're saying. The best way is to live that way to inspire them, right? Show, don't tell. That's why I spent a lot of my time crafting the kind of life that I want to live. And in hopes that one day it will rub off on those closest to me. Hmm. And in a way, let them see that there's more to life than just what they see in a very limited scope is because of that's all the things that they've learned and experienced throughout the rest of their life, right? Yeah, and I think that's why um, one part of like, well, not just like people's potential, but also seeing just real human character yeah. and being transparent with each other and not yeah. just, you know, it's, it's not like you're fighting the whole world no. you know, by yourself. It's just learning to trust someone that could also trust you. And yeah. that feeling is really nice. It's yeah, having that support. It's, it's one of the probably the best damn things in any relationship. Yeah, for sure. But that's also why, going back, I tear up more often, which makes me found, sound like a damn sissy, which I don't mind because, you know, stereotypical anyways, like I'm trying to break norms. But I do it is because when you strip everything, when you strip all the unnecessary concerns and worries and everything, like I live with the mentality to that if you can't control something, move on. Learn to control your mind. So be at peace with any circumstances that you can't control, right? Yeah. And take responsibility so that yeah. you keep moving forward from it and you never get held back in the past. Yeah. So with that kind of mentality, whenever I do hit a problem, it hits deep is because it's a trauma. It's a trauma that I've had and it's an insecurity that I've had for ages, which is why the one that I was telling you about how you were when you went on your dates, this was something that I kept hidden for three plus years. So let me ask you, like, I mean, with with you bottling those emotions up, like, how did it feel in the long run? Like, were you feeling any discomfort? In the, in, or? Yeah, in the long run, paired with, I am very different person than who I was maybe three years back, four years back, yeah, five years back, whatever. I've changed so much that I no longer recognize who I was in the past. Significantly fucking different. Like our growth in just the past three months ever, not even three months since we got married. It's insane. 
I right? think we're like or, maybe two years or something. Or growth. Well, even from the point where you got married in, in, on the 12th in March. Like that is insane how much we've grown. Yeah. It's insane. Like lifetimes. It's it, feels like like, exponential. It, it feels like lifetimes <laughs> yeah. change, right? And I'm hoping that as these podcasts go on, people can actually realize these change and how we're capable of changing as we're growing and becoming better people. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, like, besides, like, our hope for, like, improving human potential, I also thought about, like, you know, improving the transparency you have with people around you. Right. Because, you know, it's just um, life's better when you can be open and being yourself around people that you could trust. Yeah. And I love the fact that you show, you come from a position where you show that change and growth is possible because... You used to think that you were stupid. I never thought so. But you always thought that is because that's what your ex called you, which I think is completely abusive. I think uh, I think that, that term stupid gets thrown around a lot in relationships, actually. It's, it's pretty fucking it's a gnarly. Pretty toxic it, like, word. It's a toxic word that shouldn't be put on <laughs> anyone. You don't deserve that at all. But that's why I was so careful never to say that. I careful not to say it around you too, because I don't like that word either. Yeah, it doesn't bother me. But, well, um, but no. I like the fact that you don't say anything negative, anyways, because it's what do you get out of it other than hurting someone? I don't know. Right? Sometimes you say that to yourself. Actually, you're like, oh man, I because made a, I made a mistake. I'm so because, stupid. Because it's a really <laughs> idiot mistake sometimes. <laughs> okay. Like, like, like I say it so jokingly that it makes no difference. Like for for example, this morning I spilled coffee on the floor, <laughs> and you were and wiping another part of the floor because you're like, oh, it's dirty because, here. Because I was busy talking to you, and then I was like, I think I spilled it here, but it was completely in the wrong <laughs> wrong the side of the side kitchen. Of the... I was like, yeah. Oh. I was like, so, yeah, so was, that's a smack my a smack my head moment. Yeah, and I just don't say anything, but like every time you say that, part of my like neurons like I get excited because I'm like, oh my god, I heard the word stupid, and then I'm like, is this serious? Oh, okay, Bear's just telling him he was like okay. making a mistake. Okay, sorry, <laughs> no, I wasn't. No, no, it's not okay. Sorry that I put you in that state to remember something that you shouldn't have. Let's work through it. What can I do? to effectively for those moments and be like oh i'm so silly is that work yeah i was gonna say that actually okay fine from now <laughs> if on that's natural to you i can make it natural okay yeah. because as like, long oh, as I'm the so context silly. the the intent and the understanding behind it is really the same yeah. then that's fine i'll just change it yeah right that's what i tell myself like oh, i'm so silly like i forgot about my my phone back home or something i am so silly <laughs> i wiped the wrong part of the <laughs> Floor. I'm so proud of you for no acknowledging that <laughs> and be yeah. transparent about it Thank too. You. Oh. But but that said, yeah, you came from a position where you thought you were like that, but then you realized that, oh shit, I can actually change. Oh my god, your brain is actually capable of all of this. Yeah. And you grew insanely yeah. because of that. Right? I think with your support too and your openness t for me to by myself. I think we've helped each other. Yeah, for definitely. Sure. But because of that, you come from a position where I love that you can you can really inspire people to realize if this is the way that I've been living my life, I can change it. Yeah. It's a matter of if I'm willing to. And even that, you can do hacks and you can do things that can get you into the mood to making that first step and actually making that first change. Yeah. Right? And I love that. It's great. Thanks, it's empowering. Yeah. See, the thing is, like, I love how you're being super transparent, like, as a guy. I mean, that's that must be a very hard, hard step to um, even take. And then, you know, I am also glad that you have helped me become more independent and stronger and having my own say, my own opinion. Because I think back uh, in my first relationship... I was more of the traditional type of girl who would be like, okay, you got to, you know, when you grow up, you're going to have to take care of your husband. You're going to have to cook him, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, maybe every day. You're going to have to take care of the kid. You're going to take care of the house and clean. And that was going to be your entire life for the rest of your life. And I just, um, I thought it was natural because my, my mom and dad, they have that kind of traditional uh, roles as m male and female and so you know i just 
thought, okay, this is normal. Every other household family is like that too. So, you know. I only have one thing to say. Yes. What's for dinner tonight? No, you're sorry. You're <laughs> cooking dinner. Hey, I am. <laughs> I appreciate it. Just because I want to make you something special. Today. Yay! Saturdays is our is our bonding date night, it's which we look forward together. to because you got That's why I have my makeup today. You look pretty with or without your makeup, but Thanks, I Rebeer. I do admit I especially like your makeup today. It's really good. Thanks. Good job on practicing and improving. Yeah. The new makeup palettes help a lot too. I the bet. quality of it. I bet. They just like help amplify what you normally have, your natural beauty. Yeah. <laughs> I like <laughs> Yeah. So I'm just glad that I'm able to change in a way where I just have my own mind and now I'm thinking I look back at these traditional roles that I used to put myself in and I mean I also look towards other people I care about who are also in that similar uh, mindset and role and it kind of it kind of tears me up a little bit because a lot of times these people that I care about like uh, you know all the women who have to you know cook clean take care of the husband and um, you know just make all this effort and it's a lot of work like believe me like I, I cook oh, I know breakfast lunch and dinner and some snacks I've been took there. my whole day no personal time like barely any personal time and it was just it was just hard because you eventually grow up not really growing but your partner's growing because he's a he's a man and he he has career he has uh, social connections and he has a lot of free time that's, to do what he wants that's why in the relationship it starts becoming like this the breadwinners or guy he works and he has interaction with different people. He gets to do different things. He gets to say, oh, this is what I have. He gets to have interaction with other people. Yes. But then the, the homemaker, the mom usually at home is like, oh, I've got to cook this. i got to run this chore. And it becomes so repetitive and boring. It's also more sheltered. The shelter. So they yeah. don't feel like doing that anymore. And it's like there's nothing to really look forward to except they to hear from their husband, which – if they're like, oh, what did you do at work today? What was new? And the husband who is bored and always at work and be like, this is all I've been doing and this is not work that I want to do, but I have to because I feel obligated to raise my family. He's going to be like the same old work is work. It's always the same. And I just want to relax and sit on the TV. <laughs> Dinner is the same. same, Effect same. So effectively, both people without much thought for the other person's day and how they're feeling then really think oh this is all there is to life and then they supplement it by splurging out on eating more foods that are like super good that's why that's why people are so much into sugary desserts and stuff like that is because it gives mm. you the dopamine hit that you might not get from your relationship right after having a really good conversation basking in the serotonin and the oxytocin of like cuddling and like you're missing a giant aspect of your life. It's because scientifically proven, relationships is what makes us happy in life. Yeah. Right? And that's why that's why it makes me afraid, especially with this quarantine going on and COVID nineteen. Um, you know, just not really having as close of a friend like more friend relationship, like deeper, meaningful right. connections. And I kind of I miss that, you know, and I I'm really you know, I would love to have people who share the same interests as me and or possibly have the similar mindset but yeah. i find that like at this point like very hard i think it's very rare is because what we're willing to work for is very normal than the norm yeah. i think our expectations of what we want out of life and the way we want to live our lives is also very different from other people yeah and when your beliefs are so different it's hard to have it's hard to connect it's hard to have a more intimate relationship is because you have completely different beliefs and what shares you together are experiences of the same belief. I think it's belief, culture, religion, um, family background. Right. I so, think those are like the more deeper part of what really connects you with yeah, somebody else. Yeah. And, and I think that it is possible to really cultivate even if you have different beliefs, but you have to find similar well, you have to find similar beliefs on certain things. So, for example, if you both believe that movies are great and fun and enjoyable, 
then you're both going to enjoy it. Otherwise, if one person thinks it's enjoyable and the other doesn't, you're not going to have movie time together. <laughs> it's just one strike down from like a more intimate relationship. Right. So, yeah. so that's why I am of the mindset that you really need to explore more and push yourself to trying new things is because you constantly keep yourself interesting, have more passions in life, and be like, oh, cool, this is new, this is different, and you get to share it with your partner. Yeah, It's like why I'm starting to drink beer. I don't ever want to become an alcoholic. You it's something... are an alcoholic today. No. <laughs> and the reason why is that like, I, I know is because alcoholism is a serious issue. I, I actually know people who suffer as a result, and it's really unfortunate. But it's because of where they are, they've given me their experience so I, I don't have to go through with it, which is I don't ever want to be an alcoholic. I will watch my drinking carefully. And I don't want to drink for the sake of just drinking. I want to drink drink for the, for the reason of enjoying what people do enjoy, which is like something that's crafted with love, crafted by hand made into something very special so it's like having a high, very high quality version that you have only once in a while as a treat as a oh this is kind of nice oh i see why people like this right so not abusing your your access to an immediately immediate supply of what is like cheap but not necessarily fulfilling yeah temporary happiness i, I think this goes along the line of if it's something that you enjoy or you want to enjoy it's better to do it less frequently, but when you do have it, then yeah. making sure that it will be the best experience that you could possibly get. Also scientifically proven that we're happier as human beings when we anticipate stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I was right? going to – about the anticipation, I actually yeah. felt that the other day when I just decided to, um, you know, wanting to give you more surprises – and so I remember you saying that you love steak and eggs for breakfast. Thank you. And, I love that. Yeah. And I don't think we ever had a actually good one. No. So I was like, okay, you know, today's Thursday. I am just going to go to the supermarket, buy some high quality like steak. And I got I got this like American Wagyu chuck rib, like Thank you. thin slice. So good. And I was like, dude, this looks so marble and so good. Ah, oh, drools. And okay, I'm going to, I'm going to hide it underneath like the fruits, like on top. So he doesn't like be aware of it in the in the fridge but good thing you didn't check because we were like doing our 24-hour fast yeah so i was like okay good everything's coming to a plan yeah and then the next morning i remember meditating and the whole time i was just thinking i'm like oh man it's it's coming up it's coming up like, it's I'm gonna it's like amazing, i can't wait yeah. to see my bear's face you know i'm like oh my god <laughs> that's that's how i feel like every time i surprise you now and, and not just you but like everyone even your parents even my parents that's why i go out of my way to do these little yeah. silly things is yeah. because I love the seeing the joy in people's yeah. eyes. So, oh my God, like that euphoria I had during meditation mm -hmm. of the, you know, I can't wait to see my bear's face and like, yeah. see, like have the surprise out, uh, was more was more fulfilling than act the actual outcome. Yeah. So when we right? ate, I was like, this is really good, but not to the point of like the the, yeah, the, the, the extension of it yeah, just wasn't as enjoyable. But I mean, it's still it's still a really good piece of steak i yeah. loved it but oh man the the anticipation was so great i was yeah. like yeah. i i live for those moments where oh. i can create surprises for people that it's like it's such a nice touch and that is exactly why it makes my career hard is because everything i want to do is i want to add depth to it right like i've written so many articles that i think now looking back are lackluster and not very meaningful, but shallow, like listicles. Mm. Hello, been there, done that. Yeah, and yeah. articles that don't mean anything. So it's really now the reason why it's so difficult to write a post is because I have such expectations that I don't want to write anything that is useless and a waste of my time and or something a waste that you're not of trying. time for others. Yes, right? So I want to really try and create something of high quality that is actually meaningful to me and the other person. Because yeah, for sure. All of us deserve better. Like every human being yeah. go through life in society always after cheap stuff and things that have little everyone's fulfillment. Everyone's living a hard life, so why not improve the quality right? of Right, in the little things life. that I can in my power, which yeah. I think is a fantastic way to look at the world, yeah. a more joyous way to look at the world. No, I can't wait until right? we could really push out on the, the bigger 
Dream I'm really excited about it. We've gotten started this week, and so far I'm loving Set it. Our systems. Yeah, um, it's me fantastic. trying to give more appreciation to my bear. Thanks, I appreciate. I love that surprise. Thank you. No problem. That's really appreciated. It especially means more because we don't eat steak often, and so when I was like, "Ooh, steak and eggs for breakfast," steak. high quality. Yeah, see, I'm willing to trade in all the cheap steak for something uh, more one, high quality. One time, like one. Yeah, even if I'm eating it once a week, because I literally don't eat steak much. We we conserve. We're frugal usually. Yeah. Right, well, but when we do, we eat a lot of vegetables. So not vegan, but like at least 85 percent vegetables on our plate, minimal carbs. And how would you know if you're having a lot of fibers if you poo like three to four times a day? Yes, which <laughs> I am shocked, but also glad that you are vulnerable and transparent in sharing that. Why am I so transparent about like shitting today? I don't know. I think but you're just more open today, which is great. I don't know. Maybe I'm excited for our. our or date later, so. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We never really talked about that. But, yeah, we just decided to do the podcast today instead mm. so that it also feels like we're anticipating the lunch more and our date more is because we put in some good amount of time doing something we feel See, good about. The uh, popcorn was our appetizer. And then soon will be a nice Japanese bento. Yeah. Speaking of which, about. I see why people like beer is because it gives you this nice buzz. I don't prefer it all the time because part of me feels like uh, I don't like being debilitated because I can't work as well. Don't worry, I'll drive. Yeah, of course. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to drive. Like, no way. Like, I'm going to stay in if anything or yeah. if whatnot. But, but I'm just saying I get it. But I don't like that it debilitates you just because I prefer always to be in a state of learning more having more stuff like enjoying this is good for relaxing so i know why people drink craft beer and to get the to get a nice buzz and also to get the notes and stuff like that yeah. it's surprisingly more enjoyable the more you drink it i'm almost nearing the end of it and i'm actually enjoying it quite a bit what i maybe it's I, the buzz that's like oh that's not bad i think you need to get over it by slowly <laughs> accepting it like not the first time you, you know what i mean like it's kind of yes, like I know. acquired taste you got to work it through it's like eating liver for the first time or uh, like oysters i can't, can't still time. say i like it but like oh the effects of desiccated liver in our powders for supplements oh mm. the mood that it gives me oh no no not the taste not but the like taste that. yeah <laughs> like like the mood it, it, ooh, the b6 and the b12 oh my god it's, that's that's fucking amazing i feel top of the gate top of the world most days now maybe that's why we're able to do the podcast <sighs> yeah we earlier. just like but but i i am i am admitting that i'm growing fond of doing these podcasts with you because they're fun they're yeah, genuinely they fun yeah right and it's part of what we do anyways why not just share what we think in our vulnerabilities. Hash out our thoughts and emotions on the live. And hopefully it can help someone. I need some more popcorn. <laughs> yeah, we should definitely make it more of a habit. But yeah, today's podcast, I thought, is one of my favorites for sure. Yeah, I like this one. Yeah, I love the fact that it was so relaxed. It's on a Saturday. Like, we have no expectations and not rushed. It doesn't feel like a, like a, oh, I have to do this on Sunday. It feels, Sunday. Like, it feels like we have all the time in the world. Yeah, and we're anticipating lunch. And we're anticipating lunch, and we had good popcorn, and everything's going good. Yeah, I love it. But, um. Lunch? I say, let's go to lunch. Okay. And let's enjoy the rest of our network date together. Okay. But. Gotta look my best. You already look change, your best. Change the shirt. This is my PJs. <laughs> you look good in your PJs. Thanks. No problem. All but right. As always, just grateful for you. Grateful for my parents, your parents. Good luck, mom, if you're watching this. I'm good hoping you have test. success on your tests. Yes. And um, we'll see you guys next we'll time. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening in. Bye. Bye.